0: Well, let's hear, it, folks. We finally hit NHL trade deadline day, and who knows what the Nashville Predators still have left up their sleeve. Dante Fabro, Tyson Berry, UC Soros. We'll talk about what we think will and won't happen today. Plus, new look Nashville Predators go down to Florida, steal a win against the Panthers, two to one. We'll talk about why this skin of their teeth win. Feels a little bit easier to celebrate than similar games the Preds have played this season. We'll talk about it today in the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast that's available to you wherever you get your podcast, and, of course, on YouTube as well. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com. I normally have a partner in crime, but Ann has the morning off. We've made it, folks. After a wild week of changes for the Nashville Predators, both in the front office itself and on the team, we have hit what we think is at least the finish line for this season, NHL trade deadline day. Uh, It is going to be an interesting one for sure across the NHL, because there were some big name targets on the board, but most of them already been traded. Yeah, there's plenty of good talent left, but... You know, look at like the athletic best available, and it's like Nick Schmaltz at number two, and it's like, oh, okay, we kind of had our dessert before we had our main course, didn't we? Uh, But still, plenty to uh, to get to to that today. What are the Nashville Predators going to do? Like we said, Dante Fabro still an interesting trade target that's out there. People are still rumbling about UC Saros. Is that going to happen? We'll talk about it today coming up. But first, let's talk about the Predators game last night because this is an interesting one as well. Predators, of course, went down to Florida to take on the Florida Panthers. Great start for the Nashville Predators. We had Matt Duchesne score seven seconds in to a power play play. Great feed by Luke Evangelista, got his first point. Then you had John Leonard, a surprise call-up playing his first game for the Preds this season, Uh, was able to maneuver in a great feed uh, from Roman Yossi, great stick-handling play there. Uh, And then here came the Florida Panthers, a lot of pressure in the second and third period for Florida uh, they uh, they they capitalized, made it two to one on a Brandon Montour goal. But Kevin Lankinen, who got the start in this game, closed the door. Uh, the Predators also had a couple of key uh, block shots down the line. Predators absolutely saved this one. Two to one was the final score. One word to describe this game: lost. And I'm not talking about the Predators losing the game. They won this game, and I think they should be happy with this performance. I'm talking about the TV show Lost. This was one of my favorites on TV for uh, about three seasons. And the reason why it was my favorite for three seasons and not the full seven was because it started out with a bang and absolutely just action all around. Who are these others? How are they going to survive on this island? What's everybody's secret? And then, you know, it, it tore a to tally down halfway in the middle. It's like, okay, this, I guess, makes sort of sense. And then by the end, you're thinking, oh, what's going on here? What is this chaos I'm watching And, boy, that kind of felt like the Nashville Predators game last night, didn't it? Predators, of course, started out hot. Perfect engagement in the offensive zone. It looked like they really had the Panthers on their heels. A lot of people driving the net. A lot of people just putting pucks on net, trying to test the goaltender. And then as the game went on, things got a little bit sloppy. You started seeing some more giveaways, uh, some not great transition plays, some botched opportunities to drive the net. And then by the end of the game, boy, Florida was just a tornado and the Nashville Predators were just hunkered down there in their cellar in the defensive zone. To their credit, though, you know, you have saw some defensive players step up with some big block shots. Uh, you saw Kevin Lincoln, of course, come up huge. 30 saves for him. I think it's safe to say he was a big reason they stole the win. You know, the Predators kind of had to survive this one, you know, go some like old-fashioned non-puck possession hockey to steal the win. But you know what? I think that's okay. Because in this new era of the Nashville Predators, where you got a mix of, you know, veteran players that are mostly like AHL journeymen, you got young players from the minors coming up here, Uh, to try to cement themselves on the roster moving forward as the Preds start to rebuild. Wins like this, I think, are more okay in that context. Like, if this happened when you have, you know, Matthias Ekholm and Nino Niederreiter and you're spending close up to the cap expecting to make a championship run like a lot of the people in the front office expected the Nashville Predators to do this year, Then this is like, okay, you know, we two points are two points, but we got to clean this up. This isn't going to be sustainable hockey moving forward. I mean, it's not sustainable hockey, but it's also good for players like Luke Evangelista, who had a great game last night. Phil Tomasino, Cody Glass, Tommy Novak. It's good for them to go out and get a win like this. A gritty win kind of lets you know, look, you know, you're going to have to find ways to win in the NHL. Like if this was a playoff game, nobody would be batting an eye about, you know, the Corsi or expected goals or this and that. All that they would matter was the one tally that winds up next to their name in the win column in the series. And this is good practice. For that, down the road, however long it takes Nashville partners to get back into the postseason. It's not fully out of the It's this year. I don't think it's going to be this year, but it's not fully out of the question just yet. Uh, but I, I think more from the emotional standpoint, the development standpoint, it's good to get wins like this. And eventually, you'll be able to build off of it. You'll be able to get guys like Evangelista more confidence And then hopefully, you know, you're winning goals or you're winning games like you won the first time you played Florida, which is just puck possession, swarming offense, limited mistakes. That's the kind of hockey you eventually want to play long term. But for now, be happy with the way this game turned out. Uh, A couple of interesting notes for this game. Uh, of course, we had another injury on the blue line. How is that going to pack the trademark uh trade deadline? We had a couple of Nashville Predators' debuts to talk about, including Tyson Berry and the aforementioned John Leonard. And of course, NHL trade deadline day. Your guess is as good as mine as to what is going to happen. So a lot to get to in this edition of the Locked on Predators podcast. But first, want to take a second and mention today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Ann and I have spoken these guys' praises for quite some time. It is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Trust me, you do not have to compromise good taste if you're trying to eat healthy because Built Bar is a perfect treat without all the fat and calories. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters covered in 100% real chocolate. Yep, real chocolate. Plus they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, cherry, barcia, mint brownie. Plenty to choose from, but here's the kicker. Each Bilt Bar, only about 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein to keep you full throughout the day. And now, you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your built Bars at built.com. Well, now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Walmart, head to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And If you're close to Sam's Club, run and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. You can thank us later. And, of course, you can check out all your favorites at Built. They're always coming out with new flavors. So again, head to built.com and see what they have in store for you this month. All right, back to the Predators game last night. A 2-1 win over the Florida Panthers. There is a bit of news from this game. Uh, That's not great. Alexander Carrier appears to be out again. Uh, Got hit in the shoulder with a puck. Believe it was the shoulder might've been collarbone somewhere right around here. Uh, Wound up not playing in the most of the second and any of the third. Uh, That is going to be an interesting development. How long uh, he's out for, if any, hopefully it's just a bad bruise, maybe a day to day thing. Hopefully he'll be on the ice sooner rather than later. uh, Because if he's not, The Predators uh, have some decisions to make on the right side of that defense. Because remember, Dante Fabro is on the trade block. Is David Poyle really going to trade Fabro if he thinks that Alexander Carrier might be out for any length of period of time? I know you just got Tyson Berry, but at the same time, you you don't want to lose two uh, right shot defensemen. For the price of one, especially one uh, that has experience playing on the top line. So it's going to be very interesting to see uh, how the Carrier situation, how hurt he is. Will that impact anything today? We'll talk about that uh, coming up in just a little bit. Positive things about this game to talk about. It is the week of debuts. That's what happened when half your team gets traded. Uh, let's start with Tyson Berry. Uh, made his NHL debut, or not his NHL debut, his Preds debut uh, last night against Florida. Uh, coming out of the ice in jersey number 22, it was a fine, a fine first game. You know, he played 21 minutes of ice uh, of, of uh, ice time. He had a key block shot down the stretch. Also, kind of had a bad giveaway uh, there, kind of in the middle of the game, but. I also don't want to hold that against him uh, because there's a lot going on. Not only is it really hard to make your team debut with a new team, especially one like this, where, you know, you've lost half of your key players to trade. You have some other players out due to injury. And this is kind of a hodgepodge team. That was tough anyway, you know, you're trying to settle into that team. And then all of a sudden, you know, one of the guys on your side of the defensive death chart gets hurt in the first period. And now you're playing the rest of the game, you know, double shifting or playing some guys with, you didn't play with on the morning skate. Uh, that is a, that is a big thing. Like that is something that is going to be an interesting thing. And it was also his equipment issue, Uh, You know, he didn't get as much time uh, with the team as he probably would have liked. So, you know, I I don't hold uh, anything against Tyson Berry. I I think we'll see better performances from him. Not saying it was a bad performance by any means. I think he did a lot of things really well. I just think it's one of those performances where it's like, yeah, like nothing that blows you away, but nothing that makes you say "The Predators got this guy. In the Matthias Ekholm trade? Really? They couldn't get anybody better than that? They're paying him $4 million for this? Nothing like that. Uh, I, I do think, you know, he, he might get traded. Who knows? Uh, the Predators might hold on to him for at least until next year's trade deadline. Uh, I, I think if he does, I think there are better nights for him. But, I mean, there could also have certainly been worse nights for him as well. Uh, I, 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 I do still think Tyson Berry is a good fit for this Nashville Predators team. I think especially when everybody's healthy and you have, you know, Ryan McDonough playing in a normal spot, maybe he's teamed up with Tyson Berry on that second pair. I think that's a pretty good pair. Let's Alexander Carrier go up to Roman Yossi's spot. Uh, I, I think, I think there's some promise there. Uh, let's talk about Luke Evangelista. wasn't his NHL debut. That was against the Pittsburgh Penguins, but this was his second NHL game, uh, and we saw him get his first career point. And not just a, you just happen to be one of the last few players to touch the puck point either. He set up Matt Duchesne on the power play, a great pass, uh, a great veteran pass to find Duchesne, and Duchesne was able to capitalize on that. Uh, good. That was a great play. The kind of plays you want to see from a young player like Evangelista. Again, playmaking passing is kind of what he's known for, kind of his bread and butter. So you love to see a play like that lead to a goal uh he only 12 minutes of ice time which makes me think john hines is still uh, not 100 sold on him especially the defensive zone still easing him in but that's okay because we saw him on the power play you know the only seven minutes of power play time there were in this game that was weird no penalties after the first period uh but hey he was on the first power play unit Against Pittsburgh, uh, when the Predators were down late and had the net empty, he was on the ice as part of the extra attacker unit, crew, whatever you want to call that. So John Hines is putting him in positions that suits his strength, which is the offensive end of the ice. And I think as long as he does that. Then I think we can be happy about Luke Evangelista's ice time, what he's doing, uh, and I certainly think there's going to be more room for guys like Evangelista, Tommy Novak, Phil Tomasino, Cody Glass to get more of those first look opportunities. Uh, with you know Mikhail Granlin traded and you know Niederreiter traded, now you have no excuse uh, to put these young players in opportunities to succeed. Uh, the The Ellie in debate about, oh, you know, we just couldn't find, you know, time for him on the power play. There's no excuse for that now. Uh, It is a absolutely necessity to put guys like Evangelista and Tomasino and Novak and Glass on prime opportunities. Your first look power play. And uh, I think as long as Hines continues to do that with some of these younger players, I I think we'll be okay with uh, however much time Luke Evangelista gets in this game. Uh, How about John Leonard? Surprise call up before the game. I, I say surprise. He's had a very good year in Milwaukee. Of course, this was the depth piece that the Predators got in the Luke Cunning trade last year. I know a lot of people, you know, wanted maybe another prospect coming up, maybe Afanasiev, maybe somebody like Jochen Kondalik, but I think the Preds wanted to kind of shore up that depth. Bottom half of their lineup, especially now that Tanner Janot is gone and Yuso Parson and still hurt. Uh, so I think a lot of people were maybe wanting to see somebody else, but John Leonard, you y- you can't do much better than your preds debut than that. Uh, you know, Roman Yossi made that play happen, but do not overlook John Leonard's finishing on that second goal either. I mean, Yossi gave him the puck, kind of froze the defense, but then Leonard had to beat the goalie, and he did a great backhand, forehand, backhand again move uh, to put the puck past Florida on that one. Yeah, I mean, and that's a key. John Leonard was in the right spot right in front of the net, and that's kind of hockey 101. You need guys who are going to be able to do that, to get to the front of the net. You know, and even, even if it's a less skilled guy, like John Leonard, if he's in the right spots, if he's making the right moves, if he's being in the right place, you're going to have a chance to score. I mean, we saw that with Tanner Janot getting 24 goals last year. How many of those were just Janot happening to be in the right place at the right time. That's still a hockey skill of being able to get to the areas that give you chance at give me goals. And John Leonard, I think, displayed that last night. That's certainly his game. Uh, And he also did very well on the defensive end, too. I mean, remember, that was kind of his bread and butter. What a lot of people like about him is his defensive prowess. One of the first things they talk about. You saw it in Milwaukee and you saw it last night, you know, another key block shot. I think he's a player that is good for the rest of the season. Somebody really solid to fill in that bottom half of the lineup. Uh, we'll see how to kind of have the line shake up when Parson comes back, when Forsberg gets healthy. It seems like each of them may be right around the corner, especially Forsberg. Uh, so we'll see who's where, but you know, if John Leonard remi- like when he winds up staying on this team, at least for the rest of the season, that's a good look and a good chance for him, I think, to maybe earn a bigger role on this team next year. Uh, So plenty of positive notes for the Nashville Predators and, of course, Kevin Lincoln. What can you say about him? 30 saves, a lot of key ones down the stretch. I think he was your number one star last night for sure. And I'll say it again, boy, was I wrong about that signing in the offseason. For shame. Uh, yeah, so Nashville Predators get the 2-1 win. They're now on, uh, you know, they're they're still their past 10 games look pretty good right now. Playoffs aren't out of the question. Who knows if it's gonna happen after this fire sale? But they, the way the West is this year, any anything can happen, folks. Uh, buckle up it's going to be an interesting time to be a nashville Predators fan and it starts this afternoon it is the nhl trade deadline we've got your preview coming up what do we think will happen what do we think won't happen because there's some key things we need to talk about in there as well First, though, I want to mention today's show is brought to you by Indeed. Nashville Predators fans know this. If you don't have players on the ice with the right skills, whether it's breakaway speed or elite playmaking ability, you're going to have a tough time winning. The same goes for your business. Indeed is a fast, simple way to make sure you're hiring MVPs. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. That's because Indeed is a hiring partner where you can attract interview and hire all in one place and indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you every step of the hiring process, from finding great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus. You only pay for quality applications that meet your must have requirements. So start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job posts and indeed.com slash locked on that offers valid through March 31st indeed.com slash on to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. If you need that website again indeed.com slash locked on terms and conditions apply if you need to hire you need indeed all right it is christmas morning for nhl fans it is trade deadline day one of my favorite days of the year, I remember even back being a kid uh, on trade deadline day. My mom would pick me up from school with a printed out list of all the trades that had happened. Um, uh, you know, she had uh, the Red Wing one circled, of course, because the Preds weren't around yet. And then when they were, they gave me the Preds ones too, even though the first couple Preds trade deadlines were super boring. Sorry, Blair Atchinum. Uh, you know, and then uh, later I would skip school uh, in college because I wanted to stay and watch a trade center. I've called out sick from work to watch some of these, it is just a fun time, if anything, a great chance to see uh, who do I update my rosters on NHL to. Uh, yeah, this trade line is going to be an interesting one, uh, both in the NHL and for the Nashville Predators. It seems like a lot of the Biggest uh, pieces of fruit on the trade tree have already been picked. You know, Matthias Eckholm for the Predators—that was kind of the big, the big one that a lot of people were looking at. Uh, he's gone to Edmonton. Uh, Mikhail Granlin, a good secondary piece, he's gone uh, to Pittsburgh. The Tanner Janot trade—boy, that that that's a package people are going to be talking about for a long time. Uh, so there's just a lot of moves that I think could have been made for the Nashville Predators. A lot of the ones that you think would be the most likely have already happened. Same for the NHL. I mean, you know, Timo Meyer, who a lot of people thought would have been the best available player off the board. You have Tara Sanko, Ryan O'Reilly, Patrick Kane, all these big names, you know, taken off the board, Jacob Chikrin, who's been on the trade block for three years now. He's, you know, that saga's is finally over. Uh, so there are some good pieces here and there across the NHL for the Nashville Predators. Let's talk about some of the pieces still left. Uh, uh, the biggest one is Dante Fabro. Remember we were saying Dante Fabro, no matter what the Nashville Predators decided to do with the deadline, Dante Fabro was like the one guy that we all thought, Oh, he's definitely going to get traded. That was like the one count your money Put it all in. This guy is going to be traded at the deadline. And that's the one that's now looking like, huh, I'm not 100 percent sure that's going to happen. That's, you know, the carrier injury, I think, maybe a wild card. You know, Dante Fabro played last night and a lot of people were saying that the fact that he wasn't held out of the lineup uh, was a sign that maybe they're going to hold on to him at the deadline. And maybe, but I mean, Mikhail Granlin played the day before the, the the Penguins acquired him. So I don't read too much into that, but I do think the carry injury is going to have an, an impact on what the Predators wind up doing with Dante Favreau at this trade deadline. There's a lot of people that would fit him in. I mean, he's a, player who's got arbitration rights he's a restricted free agent so you at least have some control over his future if you like him and want to keep him back you're not going to have to engage in a bidding war Uh, he only costs about 2.3 million dollars so you're not going to have to do a lot of cap maneuvering uh, to get him in Uh, you know maybe if you're a team like Toronto who's in need of another defenseman on that right side yeah maybe you will But there's a lot of teams that could be able to fit him in uh, without a lot of wiggling around. Uh, It's interesting. One of the teams that we're interested in is the San Jose Sharks, you know, a rebuilding team that looks at a guy like Fabro, maybe looks at him as a bit of a reclamation project. You know, they're still very much in their rebuild and could use a guy like Fabro to at least, you know, take up some minutes uh, maybe on that second pair, somebody to play behind Eric Carlson because it doesn't look like Eric Carlson's going to get traded uh, anytime soon. That there, that's an option. I mean, it worked for Luke Cunning. it worked for Matt Benning in San Jose. Both of them are playing pretty prominent roles right now, so maybe that's a good fit. Or maybe you just see like a, another contender, you know, like the New York Islanders, like the Calgary Flames, who are kind of. Desperate to shore up their defensive depth, uh maybe they take a stab at somebody like Dante Fabro, much like what the Nashville Predators did last year for Jeremy Lazan, and say, look, this is a guy that might be able to help us fill out some depth right now, but also somebody that maybe we can work to develop down the stretch. So I still think, you know, if there's a team out there that's willing to offer a second round pick. <laughs> There were some whispers of the Preds were maybe asking for a first for a Fabro, given this market doubt that's going to happen. But I also think maybe if you get a top two round pick for Dante Fabro, that's going to be too good uh, to pass up. So I think a lot of that, you know, uh, obviously I don't think David Poyle wants to play the rest of this year with the entire right side of the defense uh, completely in shambles especially if carrier is uh but i also think uh that's going to be too good to pass up uh tyson berry f- i think for the same reason there's a lot of people that when he came over as part of that oilers deal a lot of people were saying yep this is they're gonna Fred's are gonna flip that he's gonna be part of another package they're gonna get more assets to him maybe that's still the plan i just don't see that happening this year you know I think they want to see what what Barry can provide Uh, again a very very good piece I think a very underrated piece uh, especially on offense pretty good at setting up plays we saw that back in Colorado we're seeing it now with Edmonton he's not just collecting points because of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl he's actively setting up some plays Uh, so I think you're going to see you know maybe the predators keep him especially in that you know in that top four role and see what they have see maybe if he can help this team win some games as some younger players up front are developing plus you really don't have that many quality defensive prospects right now it's not 2018 where your defensive pipeline is just loaded you know you got ryan Ufko uh coming up but other than that you know th- there's not really a lot of surefire potential to be top four defensemen in that pipeline. Unless, you know, somebody like Adam Wilsby or Spencer Stastny really have a quality year uh, next year. Here's what I think is not going to happen. UC Soros. This is, and we've talked about the reasons why, but for some reason, Soros' name Still out there. A lot of people are still saying either the Predators should trade him. Uh, You're still seeing a lot of people say, you know, that there's, there's teams sniffing around, especially teams that need goaltending. I just don't see it, nor do I think it should happen. Uh, I think the only way you trade UC Saros right now is if there is just some ungodly, once-in-a-lifetime package that's full of draft picks that's full of top prospects in the pool maybe a good young position player i think that's the only way you consider trading usos uc saros a goaltending is just too weird of a commodity in the nhl like there's just you know We've seen players bounce from team to team that were Vesna candidates year in and year out with one team, sign a big $10 million contract and wind up, you know, looking like an absolute liability. Uh, I just, I, I think if you have a goaltender that works for you, that's winning games in your system with your team, uh, I think that is too good to pass up. Uh, so I think they keep on, I think they keep UC Saros. Plus I just think, you know Yaroslav Askarov is the heir apparent and I don't think he's quite ready uh for a full NHL season under his belt yet. The other thing that's interesting is Kevin Lankinen. Now this is a guy that I think would get a good return uh played last night a good a good uh, audition for other teams if he is on the trade block. You know this is a guy who's having one of the best seasons of his life. He's a plus, you know 9 20, say percentage goaltender. That's very rare. He hasn't slowed down. He's gotten, you know, a decent number of starts, obviously significantly less than UC Saros, but he's still proven that he can go in and add some valuable goaltending depth. And, uh, you know, I, I'm surprised that there hasn't been more talk about Lincoln because he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year. He might want some term, which I'm not sure the Predators are going to want to give him, uh, because because Askarov's in in the minors, and probably you know after one more year is going to be in the NHL. I I don't think you know I I would be very surprised if the Predators were able to convince him to stay for another one year deal. You know, so I'm surprised you're not asking around, you know, especially these teams desperate for goaltending depth. You know, Vegas just got Jonathan quick, but you know, does anybody feel confident in him? Same for LA with Jonas Corpusalo, who's certainly had his issues this year. Uh Calgary's goaltending situation is just awful right now uh, Edmonton's is intriguing you know Toronto's is has been good but not great there's a lot of teams that could use somebody like Lincoln is just like hey if you're playing A if you're not 100 sold why not try this guy who's you know on a hot streak this year on a heater and does have some experience in Chicago as a starting goaltender wasn't great experience but it's experience so I'm surprised more teams aren't calling on Lincolnin. It is going to be an interesting day, uh, to say the least. There is a lot of stuff that could happen. Uh, some of it, I think, you know, has a good chance to happen, like Dante Fabro. Some of it, uh, like UC Saros. I would be just genuinely shocked. Uh, tune in to the NHL Locked on NHL's uh, trade deadline special. I'll be a part of it. We're going to be on the Locked on NHL YouTube channel from 2 to 4 this afternoon. We're going to be breaking down all the deals from across the league. uh, And of course, here on the Locked on Predators podcast, whatever happens, we'll be sure to keep you updated. We'll have a full recap Monday morning, so make sure you tune in for that. Ah, yeah. For Ann Kimmel, I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me at on the fourcheck.com. Follow me on Twitter, underscore NSMorgan. Be sure to follow the podcast as well, LO underscore Predators. And subscribe, however you're listening, whether it's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. Hitting that subscribe button keeps you in the loop and also really helps us out as well. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back Monday with Trade Deadline Recap. See you then.